Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer. Welcome back to Hackberry House, a podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church in North Korea. My name is Bob. This is podcast number 505. It is June 26, 2016. Today, a last look at Crossing Borders annual report. Insights into the personal and political world of North Korea this time. We're looking at North and South Korean reunions. This will give you something to pray about. Many North Koreans migrated south during the Korean War with the belief that they'd be able to travel back home to find their families when the conflict ended. Tens of thousands of Koreans who have waited to return home have not seen their parents, siblings, or spouses for over 50 years. South Korea's Ministry of Unification estimates that 7.6 million families were separated at the end of the war. An intergovernment project to reunite families was first organized in 1985 between the North and South. However, with conflict and lack of communication, a second reunion was not carried out until the year 2000 with the help of the North and South Korean Red Cross. Selection of candidates for reunions are made in South Korea via computer lottery drawings of eligible applicants. North Korea selects from these candidates those who are approved according to their discretion. Even if families are found, reunions are used as political capital by the North and are subject to cancellation. The private sector is also involved in reunions. Non-governmental brokers, however, require about $1,700 U.S., according to the 2016 exchange rate data, to confirm whether relatives are alive. $4,000 for organizing a reunion event and about $400 to arrange a method of ongoing communication. Video recordings are also used as a form of communication from families in the south to the north. Video messages are submitted to the Ministry of Unification and are subject to North Korean government approval. Of 129,000 applicants who registered from 1988 to 2013 to reunite with their families, through North-South Korean government reunions, only 72,000 survived by the end of 2014. A representative of the South Korean Democratic Party noted that 44% of relatives in the South had passed away and that time was becoming a severely limiting factor. In the reunification event of October 2015, the average age of men and women who met their families was in the 80s, and 90s. Well, something to pray about. Reading through the booklet, we come to an article called Almost Peace, talking about some politics and nuclear things in North Korea. Hope for diplomatic relations with North Korea took a heavy hit in January of this year as North Korea's nuclear ambitions stirred unease and fear in the international community. The country claimed to have detonated a powerful hydrogen bomb, 
though experts outside the country dispute this, and they later successfully launched a satellite into space, which many analysts said was really a test of the country's ability to deliver a nuclear warhead on a similar rocket. North Korea's nuclear program has been a decades-long project. It has been the country's most important initiative and has survived sanctions, a famine, and the world's unequivocal condemnation. But crossing borders remains hopeful despite the fact that the nuclear program has often been at the expense of the nation's people. The government continues to pursue a nuclear agenda while every day North Koreans are still caught in a desperate struggle to feed themselves and their families. Economic progress is difficult when a country is hungry. People can't work at full strength when their stomachs are empty. While the North Korean economy has floundered for the past 20 years, it has spent 2.8 to 3.2 billion dollars on its nuclear program, according to the Chosun Ilbo in 2013. These funds could have purchased about 10 million metric tons of grain, enough to feed the country for two years. But the program's cost cannot be measured in grain alone. Experts say it should also be measured in missed opportunities for their economy. North Korea's nuclear program has a hidden opportunity cost, continued sanctions that block the nation's participation in the global economy. North Korea's neighbor, South Korea, could potentially be a powerful trading partner if sanctions based on nuclear disarmament are lifted. Inter-Korean trade would grow rapidly from the present amount of roughly $2 billion a year to approximately 11 or $16 billion per year by 2020, wrote Scott Snyder for the Council on Foreign Relations in 2013. The North Korean people and their leaders continue to miss potential opportunities to earn valuable income and stimulate their economy. This leaves the people hungry, forces them to continue seeking food and resources outside their country. As refugees continue to flow out of North Korea, the world looks in, but often in the wrong place. World leaders have fixed their gaze on the country's nuclear arsenal and military power. Overlooked and unseen are the tens of millions of people who are suffering. Both China and the U.S. have taken a passive role in addressing North Korea's government. China has issued harsh words for its neighbor for its nuclear tests, but they have not made significant moves to remove the support that it provides to North Korea. China's primary interest in North Korea comes from its geography. North Korea provides a valuable buffer zone for China, which does not want the 20,000 U.S. troops stationed in South Korea to move closer to its border. China does not trust the U.S. to maintain peace in the region. Peace and stability is a major driver of economic growth and for the Communist Party in China to maintain power. China continues to prop North Korea with aid and resources, having provided nearly two-thirds of the 372,000 MT in uh, food assistance provided to North Korea in 2012. Megatons, we assume that MT is. 
according to the World Food Program and the Congressional Research Service. In the U.S., the Obama administration's strategic patience policy toward North Korea has brought talks between the two nations' governments to a virtual stalemate. The U.S. has been content in waiting for North Korea to come to the table with the promise of denuclearizing, though back-channel negotiations have taken place. In February, the Wall Street Journal reported recent efforts by the U.S. to engage in peace talks with North Korea. North Korea did not want their nuclear program to be part of the deal and shortly thereafter proceeded with their January nuclear test. Both China's support and the U.S. government's inability to press North Korea have given the hermit kingdom precious time to develop its nuclear arsenal and little incentive to improve the lives of its people still suffering from political oppression, lack in economic resources and dangerous food shortages. This is the real tragedy of North Korea's nuclear program. As countries fight for their own political interests, no one is fighting for the needs of the North Korean people. But despite these overwhelming circumstances, we see hope. Amidst the thousands of dark hours we've spent with refugees as they recount the difficulties they have faced in North Korea and in China, we've seen countless smiles. It's hard to remember what these people have gone through while spending time with them. We have seen what God's love does for their souls. They're full of hope. They're full of laughter. If you talk to any of our staff who has spent time with these people, they'll tell you of the joy that exudes out of these individuals who have seen the compassion of Christ. We have seen that the love of God has the power to heal the broken and hurt. This is something that no weapon can destroy. Well, there you have it. There is a section here on the nuclear era of North Korea. I think I will spare you that one and uh, just let it go at that. Uh, looking at North Korea's missile range here, the different types of missiles they have, the Nodong, the Taepodong-1, the Musudan, and the Taepodong-2 can range anywhere from 1,000 kilometers to 6,000 Kilometers. Those of you who know how to transfer that into miles will be a little concerned about how far these missiles can go. Well, I think that will do it for that report. God bless you for paying attention to that these weeks. We'll get back into some other things next time on North Korea. Next, next Sunday, tomorrow, we get back to the Book of Judges, a question and answer session that we've been having there going through the Bible, trying to find out what it is that God means in certain places that just don't seem to make sense. So we'll, we'll continue that tomorrow. Continue to pray for North Korea. Uh, God wants his people to be concerned about those uh, who are in, in need, especially when those people, some of them are his people. Quite a few of them are his people. So be praying. And then ask God what you can do to help. There are a lot of ways. Crossing borders in Glenview, Illinois is just one of many places that you could go to, to ask, what can I do? Uh, God will bless your efforts, I'm sure. 
On my website, there's a whole long series on North Korea. You'll see it. It's called North Korea Audio Weblog. And North Korea updates by picture every two or three days. Don't forget to click on photos. Then click on the first album you see. And there'll be... And actually, there are two albums. The first two albums will cover hundreds now of pictures, updates on North Korea over just the last, you know, just this last week and the week before and, and so on. We've got them in chronological order starting from the present going back. I think you'll enjoy yourself. If you're a North Korea person, you'll really get into what we've put together there. Psalm 6610 is where we began today and where we will end now. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer.